Hey everybody, and welcome to my podcast about love and attachment, what can lead to addiction, and you know, I don't necessarily have the the information on how to avoid it, but I have the other things to to um to avoid. When I was um sitting in my room, right, trying to come up with a topic for this assignment, I thought of a video that I saw on YouTube and it was saying that searching for love has the same characteristics as getting high. Do you think loving and being loved by someone can be addicting? Yeah. Because, like, I feel like in certain points that you could get, like, that dopamine release, and then you're going to crave that. Like, the way they make you feel, you're going to crave the way they make you feel. Just, like, if you hang out with a friend and you love hanging out with you're like, oh, I want to hang out with them. Like, when you love somebody, you're, you, yeah, it can be addicting because, like, the way they make you feel is just something you always want to feel. And he followed up saying that there are all these studies that show that love has the same effects on the brain as cocaine. That really hit me because I thought about all of my past flings, I suppose I should call them. And I thought about how every time I finished up with them, I thought to myself, oh, it's fine. I'll find another. And then if I did or didn't, you know, would really determine my self-esteem for the next few weeks. And it's really, it's a really interesting concept to think about because there are so many people that I know personally that jump around from relationship to relationship, person to person, as if they need it. Like, like the same, the same way, you know, you find crackheads going place to place looking for crack, you know? money for crack they they need a fix you know and um whenever whenever my my friends whenever they're not with someone they always feel like low like sad and just bad about themselves and um like that that applies to you know not only the ones that are you know jumping from relationship to relationship person to person but then That also applies to my friends who are doing the exact opposite and, you know, staying with one person, right, for an extended amount of time when clearly they're not meant for each other, you know? And it makes me so sad. Like, I feel so sad that they can't find it in in themselves to leave this person, you know, especially because I know myself well enough to know that if that were me, I would have left because I can't I can't tolerate that ever after you know having watched so many marriages and relationships fail I just that's not something that I would want to put up with you know in my own personal life but um you know their mentality is almost the same as the person that's running around you know trying to find a new girlfriend or boyfriend every 10 seconds because the only difference is that they have a steady flow a steady income of all that affection and intimacy that you know makes them feel good regardless of if the relationship 
is healthy or not. And there was actually an article that I read by a woman named Susan Sussman, and she described it in a very articulated but easy-to-follow manner. She said that it creates a social environment where people can't grow. Sometimes in relationships, you can you can obsess so much until you actually be- begin to believe that you can't live without somebody. Okay, you, you have to feel, you have to have enough confidence to know that you can make it without that person. And, and you, you, you have to know that they're not necessary for your well-being, especially if they're hurting you. Like, if you've ever had a friend that acts a little bit not so great when it comes to relationships, there's the first friend we got, right? And they're so blindly in love that nothing will keep them. Nothing will keep them from being with this person. You could tell them that their boyfriend or girlfriend is cheating on them, and they just will not believe you. But, you know, this. there's also, you know, the friend that they're never in a relationship because they want attention so badly that they have to make sure that they have at least five people on deck waiting to give it to them. And you've probably seen those five people on deck in their phones if you've been with this person. And even though you're frustrated with both of these people, you know, you still love them nonetheless because at the end of the day, they're going to work things out for themselves. It's almost inevitable that you go through something that gives you a new perspective on love and life. Every relationship is going to propel you forward to learn something new about yourself and other people, which is invaluable. Definitely. Which was actually um, uh, something that I really wanted to bring up while I was on this podcast because, you know, even though I'm discussing love addiction, right, and how bad it can get and and how it, it can affect you, I also wanted to bring up the fact that everything is temporary. Nothing lasts forever, and I wanted to end off the podcast on a good note. So I decided to bring up what my grandparents were saying about their relationship because They've been together for almost 50 years, and I haven't seen any problems between them. When I spoke to my grandparents, they described to me three different kinds of love. Eros, Fili, and Agape. Uh, They said that Eros is romantic love. It's the kind of love that you feel towards your significant other. And that Fili... Feely is the love that you feel towards your friends and your family. And that agape is unconditional love towards everyone you encounter. That love is very, very faith-based. They said that when you're younger, Aros is more prominent than any of the other types in your life. Just simply because you're not mature enough to really understand the definition of what it means for love to be, you know, unconditional. You also don't understand the difference between 
unconditional love and infatuation. Younger people have a tendency to confuse infatuation for love and then they end up getting hurt. Infatuation, you know, actually has symptoms of love addiction. You get anxious and and you feel bad and you just, it's not a good experience. But as you get older, you don't you are able to tell the difference between infatuation and and real love and and even after that you you're able to determine the difference between eros and agape and that's when the way you love people starts to transform into something beautiful you're able to fully grasp who people are and love them to their core regardless of what they do now don't get it twisted i don't mean let them do whatever they want and you're still going to be there for them i mean regardless of all their quirks and things like that not regardless of if they treat you like dirt under their fingernails but regardless of everything i just said would i still encourage people of all ages to go out and look for love and have fun. Of course. I mean, it's an addiction, but among other things, right? There are so many things that are addictions in our material world that it's just like, what can you do? So go out, have fun, do whatever it is you want to do. But I feel it's very important to be informed so that you are able to make sound decisions. You know, you're able to realize, do I love them or or is this just something inside me manifesting as what I wish was love? And that is all I have to say for today. I hope you enjoyed the podcast. It was really stressful. <laughs> it was really stressful to make. But I'm pretty proud of my finished product. And uh, before leaving off this podcast, I'm going to replay a few of the interviews I had with the people that I spoke to over the course of the past few days. So thank you, everybody, for listening. I really hope I make another one of these. And here are the interviews. Do you think there can be such a thing as an addiction to love? And do you think you've ever had it? Okay. Um, I mean, yeah. Like, I think especially if you're, you have an addictive personality where like, like if you are with somebody who makes you feel good, you're going to always want to be with them, like, hang out with them. Like, there are a bunch of songs about, like, love being a drug. Like, there are so many songs that have that kind of idea to it. Because it can be like that. Like, if you're so, like, obsessed with somebody and, like, in love with them and, like, love everything about them, you're going to be addicted to addicted to them. Like, always wanting to be with them, always wanting attention. That's why people do stupid things for love. Like, that's why people will follow people blindly because do you think loving and being loved by someone can be addicting what i've learned that love it doesn't 
it it's unconditional means there's no conditions to which I won't love you. There's no conditions on this relationship, even meaning if you don't want to be with me. Love is accepting people for who they are, as they are, and where they are. And that also means that they may not love you. I can't, I, I can't make somebody love me. And if somebody wants to leave, you have to let them leave. Yeah, love them enough to leave mm-hmm. them and let them leave. Yes, because love can't be forced and there can't be conditions on it. And if there are, then it's Being in love and being loved, those two things together is a, is a formula that is so gratifying. It's a part of our human nature. We we want to be we want to be appreciated. We want to be uh, validated. We want our existence to matter. 